Welcome to the Design Leaders Podcast. Every day I speak with candidates looking to grow in the world of design, development and construction. And I speak with market leaders at the peak of their career who regularly talk about mentorship and helping the next generation of leaders in their development. Today, I'm here with Cathy Myers, president of internationally ranked architecture and engineering firm SSOE. Having graduated from the University of Portland, Catherine is a licensed professional engineer and serves on the SSOE Board of Directors. Catherine, I really appreciate you joining today and thank you. To start off, we're going to jump into your background and your career journey. So if you wouldn't mind, Catherine, just tell me a little bit more about your background and, and how you got your start in design and engineering. Certainly. Thanks very much. And thanks for having me on the show today. So as you mentioned, I am an engineer by training, a mechanical engineer, and I also have a chemistry degree. Uh, at the time that I was starting college, I wanted to work in alternative fuel development. And by the time I finished college, the market had collapsed. And so those plans kind of went awry, just as there really wasn't much work available in that field. So I started working for an energy trade association, looking at renewable energy options and conservation. And after the third time through a 20 year energy plan that had, had nothing in renewable energy because there was so much electric power surplus from hydropower in the Northwest, nothing more was needed. And therefore having gone through this now three times, I decided to move along. What I found when I was doing that work was the conservation strategies had really piqued my curiosity and how to design systems better in order to be able to use less energy and make them more efficient. So I pursued a position at Industrial Design Corporation, was brought on board, and that's really how I started in design. Interesting. Besides that milestone that you spoke about there, are, are there any other key milestones or, or experiences that have helped shape your career path until today? What really happened to me at IDC was the that company was focusing on semiconductor facility design at about 100 employees at the time and was really in a lot of a startup type mode. And I was able to be on the design team for greenfield facilities that were on the leading edge those that were going to be research and development factories for a major semiconductor company. We had a really great leadership team that was tasked with the development of a new campus, and I got to be involved in that development. A great project with excellent results, and then we just continued to build factories around that campus until today. So uh, that being there at the very beginning of that opportunity and continuing to see that grow and move forward has really been very impactful for me. It's interesting because, you know, we work across MEP design and, and one of the kind of you know busiest sectors we're focused in at the moment is semiconductor manufacturing. And it feels very much that we're at the early stages of the market now, but obviously you'll really know what, what those early stages are like. Um, up until this point, Kathy, are there any role models um, who have had some sort of significant impact in your career? When I was at IDC and particularly on the Greenfield projects, I had the opportunity to work with Randy, who was the project manager at that time. We then worked together in various levels of leadership for the next 20 years. And the key to my the impact that Randy had on my career was certainly how he always thought of others. 
He at one point sent gift cards to the employee spouses after the completion of deliverables because of the tight project schedule and how that had impacted the families. And it really went a long way in terms of helping to understand how to treat people as teammates and as colleagues and making sure that you were understanding the the life outside of work. I also worked with some really great client leaders, uh, two Larrys, Ken and Bill, They were tough, but they were fair, and they always were truly looking for positive outcomes for all the team members, not just for the owner client. Mm -hmm. This group, when we talked about how we work together, it was always in an attitude of trust, honesty, respect, and humor. Uh, There was always humor thrown in, which I think really helped all of us uh, keep some sanity on these very challenging projects, but it also helped us really work together as a team. Interesting that that notion of of sending something to uh, to the spouses. You know, I often hear of different companies trying to find ways to be different from their competition, both in terms of an employer and their brand in the market. But that's not something I've heard before. It's really quite interesting that. Moving on from your career and your background, and more about kind of you know the, the actual lessons learned and challenges that we've faced. What are some of the more significant challenges that you faced in your career and and how did you overcome them, Kathy? As I mentioned before, really, I started out in the energy analysis field, so I didn't have a background in facility design. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was hired in in an engineer one position, but I had just earned my professional engineer's license, so it was a little bit unusual. I had to spend some time really learning this work in order to move into the more appropriate position, which meant that I had to learn to ask questions, but also listen to the answers. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had the opportunity on these teams to be able to be working with some really great subject matter experts who would give me the opportunity to do some design work and then give me some critique of that design work. And being able to understand and learn about that in that way was, was really very useful. Also, I I was a young woman in a very male industry. Um, The trailer environments at that point in time were not very comfortable in my early career. Uh, But I would say that, you know, we were able to learn from people. One of the things that I've always felt is that you can learn from everyone. So talking to the technicians, talking to the trade contractor workers, they were able to help me learn more as an engineer in the design work that I was doing by understanding the challenges that they faced as well. On the personal side, my husband, who's also an engineer, we raised three daughters. Uh, Incidentally, all three of them have chemistry degrees as well. (laughs) Um, By working together to handle our work and home responsibilities, generally only one of us was home for dinner during the week while the other one was working late. But we were able to make that work through the course of our careers and both be able to have fulfilling work lives as well as a a strong family life. And, you know, those challenges, I think, were always difficult in terms of how to try to balance both sides of that. I would say uh, I bet the 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 dinner table conversations, if the two of you were able to to have the same time dinner, would be uh, awfully interesting. But even so, I think having three children that all are, are chemistry engineers, I bet I bet it's quite a complex dinner table discussion. Um, in in terms of kind of looking forward now, leadership, you know, of of SSOE as president, you know, you must set in principles or strategies that have been. You know, important and instrumental in driving growth and in driving success. Can you give an insight into some of those principles and some of those strategies in place? 
Certainly. And and I think for me, I really like to always use graphics or examples to really help people understand what I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. Over the last couple of years, our recent business growth has really been driven by a better and more thorough understanding of our project portfolio. And so the first graphic is that of a dry rock wall. We have a lot of large rocks that are setting the structure, but then you use smaller rocks to hold the large ones in place. And as we've been attempting to move into the larger projects and have had some great success there, we've had to balance that with our smaller project programs. So the ability to really have a portfolio that kind of keeps in place both of those has been quite successful for us. And then the other graphic is a kind of an earth geology graphic as part of this too. So we have core clients, uh, those that have been with us, some of them even for the full 75 year of the company and those clients we work for every year. Then the next layer of the earth geology, the mantle, are those clients where we have past experience, but maybe they don't have projects except every two or three years. So they come in occasionally, but consistently uh, as ongoing clients. The crust clients are our new clients, those we haven't worked with previously, but those who we want to build a relationship with. And our ability to really kind of think about this portfolio in these couple of ways has really been a significant factor in our current market positions, as well as the growth that we've been able to achieve. I think that notion there, core, mantle and crust, is it's obviously, you know, it's not industry specific because it sounds very similar to what I will do when looking at, uh, you know, new clients and new partners to work in. So yeah. I think that can cross industry lines. I've, I've never heard it put like that, I quite like that. Specifically about SSOE, what, what do you believe sets SSOE apart from others in the industry and, and your other competitors? Our company focuses primarily on industrial manufacturing facilities mm-hmm. with an element of commercial architecture. And we specifically look for projects where we have a differentiating position, industrial facilities where the manufacturing work is critical and includes an element of process mechanical systems that are specialized or architectural projects, including special expertise, like in healthcare or adaptive reuse. Mm -hmm. We have subject matter experts in all of the engineering disciplines, as well as architecture. And we're able to work with the client teams to understand their needs and to provide a creative solution. So it's really been by focusing on our core competency, but also having a complete complement of disciplines that really has enabled us to be able to provide that service to our clients. Mm. And in this post-COVID world, Kathy, you know, everyone seems to have moved online, remote, hybrid. In taking that on, how have you managed to continue to foster a culture of innovation, creativity, collaboration amongst the team, especially given, you know, SSOE is a, is a big team? How have you managed to find that successfully? So certainly starting during the pandemic, uh, prior to the pandemic, we had town hall meetings about once a year. And they were generally in each office location, but it was kind of a touch point that happened occasionally. Mm -hmm. During the pandemic, we started to have those virtual town halls every quarter. And we've continued that following the end of the pandemic as well. And that really helps us with transparency and good communication to our team members. And that really has taken us a long way in terms of being able to build the culture and to build the team. 
But we also focus on a couple of key tenants, those being continuous improvement, as well as respect for people. And we think about that also in terms of our ongoing learning. So personally, I, I try to stretch our teams. I try to stretch them professionally, taking on new clients or different types of work, as well as in their personal development in order to really maintain that challenge and the critical thinking. And I think that helps to boost that culture of innovation and creativity throughout the company. Couldn't agree more. I think, you know, continuous improvement, continuous learning, I always refer to it as lifelong learning. And I find like, I find that those hiring managers that I speak with that are in a hiring position, that are in their leadership position, they always talk about the idea of lifelong learning, learning through osmosis, through those, you know, beside you and your peers. So absolutely, I couldn't agree more there. Moving forward, what what are the primary goals and aspirations for SSOE in the coming years? And, and maybe even yourself, if you've got a personal goal and aspiration. <laughs> well, we'll start with my personal goal and aspiration, which is to complete a few key elements uh, related to some items around organization, uh, as well as thinking about like our position descriptions and how all of those work, and then to retire and gracefully sail into the sunset. So mm-hmm. that's what's happening in the near term for me. Mm-hmm. Um, for the company, we're, we are really focused on improving our capacity to continue our growth. Um, this may be, we plan to do this through hiring. It may also happen through merger and acquisition, uh, but also through improving our work to yield better efficiency. We've had a focus on the integration of people, processes, and technology, and continue to look at how we want to use these together. So thinking about how our technology platforms, how items like AI or generative design might be able to help us as well to build that capacity and continue to be able to provide more and additional services for our clients. Okay. Now, this is slightly off topic, but that sunset you just mentioned sailing off, is that uh, more likely a Caribbean island or somewhere around the States, or have we not quite thought of it yet? Uh, it's uh, There's definitely some travel ahead of us that uh, includes a few places we haven't been, like um, Greece and Portugal, for sure. Um, I do have a plan to take the Canadian Pacific Railroad across Canada at some point. That was something my dad always wanted to do and never did achieve. So I was like, going to do that and think about him. Um, and we'll continue also to travel. Our three daughters and their partners and grandchildren are in different locations around the U.S. So we'll have all that travel coming up, too. Oh, yeah. It sounds like there'll be a lot of traveling there. Um Keeping in the same fashion and kind of, you know, the, the, the future of the industry, how, you know, you mentioned their AI, generative, generative design. How else do you see the industry changing and, and how was SOE prepared to face those changes? So I think in general, the design industry really carries the responsibility of communicating a solution to a client's need to the construction team. So our ability to communicate better more completely in the form that's best understood by construction is what makes this a smoother process. So if we think about what AI may be able to offer, it's how do we look at past RFIs or past challenges with the middle, their standard details, and can we fix those so that communication is better? 
the same thing around generative design, having better models with embedded data, mm-hmm. all of these have the opportunity to improve the process. So it really is kind of continuing to figure out how we can take the strength of the design and move it into an even better communication tool to be able to get to that final end result that everyone's looking for. Makes sense. I keep hearing all about AI and I keep getting worried to think that will there be some AI bot who calls a candidate and explains a role better than I can? And it worries me that that might be the case. However, I know that no AI bot could do a podcast quite like this. So I think I'm I'm safe there. I understand that there might be projects, Kathy, that you can't discuss and you might be bound by confidentiality agreements, but is there anything upcoming project-wise or initiative-wise that you're particularly excited about within the firm? As I mentioned a little bit earlier, one of those projects to complete for me is uh, looking at our organization structure and really how we might be able to make that better for continued growth. So we're exploring discipline practice groups, which are common through different parts of the industry, but we really haven't adopted them as a whole throughout each of our disciplines with one individual responsible for the discipline throughout the company and having that person look at the alignment of skills and technology platforms and better assignment of our resources to appropriate projects working with the leaders within each of the different operations. So we're shifting to a model like that and kind of moving forward a few disciplines at a time. And and again, AI comes up. We, mm-hmm. we just went through a review of six different AI projects that we had the opportunity to kind of assess around the company and, and determine how we might be able to improve by using the gathered data that we have in order to help us learn and move forward. And most of those are more internal process related than they are uh, any of our deliverable preparation. Uh, but we'll see where that goes. A lot of it does depend on what we find in terms of the data that we have available to us to help the AI learn. Very interesting, given the last series uh, when I did this podcast, it was far more related to design and design philosophy and design approach. So when I asked that question, there was you know one specific answer in a direction. And I think professionals in this design industry, it's important for them to hear what your goals uh, are there or kind of excited about, about coming initiatives from more of that operational based type of position. Um, mm-hmm. So that's great, Kathy. Thank you. I'd like to touch on some, you know, advice to professionals in the market. So very general question, but what advice do you have for young engineers, potentially young architects and, you know, design professionals in general that are looking to advance their career? What advice do you have, Kathy? I think I would always uh, recommend that someone be willing to step outside of your comfort zone and try opportunities as they're offered. Um, The position that might be available or the project that might be offered to you may not be exactly what you were thinking or had done before, Mm -hmm. but that gives you that opportunity to continue your learning and think about how you apply what you already know to perhaps a new or different situation. Your comment about lifelong learning, always asking questions, taking advantage of mentoring, I think all of those are very good opportunities for architects and engineers to really be able to advance their careers. I agree. Totally agree. Uh, what I don't want to do is, is just leave this conversation about, you know, the, the professional aspect. I also want to, you know, learn a little bit more about you, Kathy, and, and your, you know, your personal insight as well. So outside of work, 
what hobbies, what interests do you have that contribute to your overall well-being, your creativity, your work-life balance? So I think uh, I would say really, you know, family is very important to me. I mentioned that a little bit earlier and and even more so with the pandemic impacts. Our our family was um, fully around the world, separated by 12 hours of time zones during the pandemic. And, and that was very challenging for all of us. So we have continued to try to keep up uh, a Zoom family call on a regular basis just to be able to stay in touch. Uh, so with the daughters, their partners, and, and my two grandsons, um, very important to see what they're doing too. And as I mentioned before, we do like to travel. Um, and part of that travel ends up being to live sporting events. So we enjoy seeing items like that. I, my personal recharge is really around personal reading. Um, I usually have a knitting project going and I usually have a puzzle going. Um, all of those that I guess they're they're being quiet. So they're quiet times and recharge times that are how I end up being able to um, keep myself going forward too. Awesome. And live sporting events. Have you got a team that you want to tell everyone that you're that you're a supporter of? <laughs> well, I will say for sure we uh, we're in Portland, Oregon, so we do follow both the Timbers and the Thorns. We're definitely soccer fans. We we did have the opportunity to watch the Women's World Cup in Australia and New Zealand this year. Um, so we'll continue to find those various opportunities. Um, but it, we're always willing to try something new. We were at the World Track Qualification Championships a bit ago, the World Indoor Track. We have we have uh, basketball tickets for March Madness next year for the women's tournament that's here in Portland. So, you know, we just will try a little bit of anything. Lovely. I, you know, I wasn't quite expecting all of them there. Um, <laughs> but um, obviously, you've only got a couple of years until the World Cup, you know, the Men's World Cup makes its way over <laughs> here. So you won't have to travel very far for that. Um, and I think that that family Zoom call, obviously, you can hear from the funny accent. Uh, all of my family is in the UK and I do the exact same thing once a week at lunchtime. I take my lunch, I go home and I uh, speak with them on Zoom every single week. Yep. So I think that's very yep. important. Could you share a memorable and lasting memory, either from your career that's had a mem- you know, an impact on your personal life or vice versa from your personal life that's had an impact on your career, Kathy? Um, I I think um, I talk a little bit about uh, the project that we had locally that really started the campus that has then continued to build. That project was expected to be replicated in two other locations outside of the U.S. And the ability to work with the local team to think about knowledge transfer and to support the other projects was really quite beneficial. And through the course of both the sessions and preparation and then the travel to the other locations to do presentations um, certainly resulted in some lifelong friendships. And, and that's, it was very, um, very gratifying to me to see those other two projects come up and get in place that matched the one that we had done earlier. And, and really just to continue to watch all of that replication happen, which it was, it was great to see. It sounds wonderful. I think as, as we come to the end, you know, that there will be people who listen, they want to learn more about you, about SSOE. Naturally, you know, we'll share your LinkedIn profile, share the SSOE website. What else can people do if they want to learn more, if they want to dig in a little bit, where can we send them? 
Well, I would have said the two things you said. So uh, I think I think um, LinkedIn is probably a good place and a good place to connect. Um, other opportunities, perhaps I guess just other things that have been important. You mentioned my degrees from University of Portland, taking a look at what University of Portland has to offer. I've lived in the city of Portland for more than 40 years. Um, we're going through a few rough times right now, but Portland in general is also a good place to learn about. So, and, and SSOE.com can give you a lot of information about where we are as a company. As I mentioned, we just celebrated our 75th anniversary. And there's a number of history podcasts with the children of our founders and our former CEOs that really can give some in-depth insight into the company as a whole and really where we've come from and, and where we are now and where we're heading to in the future. And I think if I can dig out a couple of those old podcasts and then share them alongside when we share this one, I think that'll be a, you know, an interesting, for, interesting for people to look at as well. Kathy, I want to say thank you for your time. I hope everyone who's listened has found, you know, the stories and the advice interesting and helpful. I think one of the reasons that I wanted to speak with people like yourself on this series uh, was that last series was far more centered around the design approach and the philosophy of design. And I feel like it's crucial for people who maybe do take a different path and, and do take a different step into more operationally focused, business minded aspects of the industry. Um, so I hope you know everyone enjoyed hearing from you and I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did, Kathy. Thank you. No, it was great. Thank you so much. It was really nice to be able to share and talk with you today. Appreciate it, Kathy. Thank you very much.